0: what is good you guys you're back for another edition of the outcast with your host al adams and we're gonna get right into it today uh so if my brain's a little fried we might go from topic to topic here i was doing all kinds of screen grabs and editing of playing some world series of poker games this morning that's up on the YouTube and you can find uh, segments of it up on the IG as well at King Alex. That's King spelt with a one and Alex spelt with a three. But without further ado, let's give you the rundown of what we're going to be talking about on today's show. The NBA tourney starting out, um, the rise and hype train of the newly uh newly rising prospect in the UFC at welterweight, and he says he's also willing to fight at middleweight. Well, he says he's willing to fight just about anybody, and we're going to tell you all about that guy. I think you know if you've been following the MMA news who we're talking about. See, the UFC's uh, publicity team's really getting behind that guy. We're going to talk to some Dan Hardy. We're going to talk the main event coming up this weekend between Edmund Shabazian and Derek Brunson at middleweight. Um, In boxing news, we see some headlines involving Errol Spence, we see some baseball news as the uh, preseason scrimmages are wrapping up for the NBA's brief uh, season that they'll be doing, NFL players are in the news, and some more MMA action. So without further ado, let's get right into it for a quick uh, episode 3, season 2 edition of the Outcast. So, like I mentioned early on at the start of the program, we've seen some NBA news in the preseason scrimmages going on before the start of the uh, playoff tournament in Orlando between the NBA players. And I was just thinking of giving you some early predictions of favorites, picks for a series and games. I'd say overall, you definitely got to look at um, the teams that were in first place going into uh, the break such as Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, um, Houston Rockets would probably be a contender as well. And uh, I'd say a sleeper team to pick up would be be the New Orleans Pelicans uh, because they're so young and they'll have the legs to go during this tournament and the Toronto Raptors, who are the defending champs, but a lot of people seem to be uh, sleeping on this year. So I might have to put some early money down on them to win the whole Shebang. He'd probably be an underdog right now. I haven't taken a look at any basketball lines or that type of thing, but uh, yeah, this is my early looks at the NBA tourney going into the uh, going into the playoffs here, and of course we saw Kamzat Chimzaev, the uh, new Dagestani uh, prospect who's been making all kinds of headlines in the UFC, coming off back-to-back wins, outstriking his first two opponents hundreds to single digits, and just being incredibly dominant now, saying he's ready for any opponent the UFC is ready to give him, but particularly he's interested in a top 10 opponent at welterweight. I think uh, there's a lot of interesting matchups from at welterweight or middleweight, depending on... Where he's looking, we'll see if his uh, hype train keeps building here, but you expect to see a lot of those guys. The UFC uh, likes to see contenders like this, and they put all their marketing dollars behind uh, prospects they see that are ready to go a long ways and make a run here. So he could take maybe maybe two more fights by the end of the year, even though he's had two pretty much back-to-back here in the last month. Someone to look at. And uh, I wouldn't bet against him right now. I can see the UFC giving him some more good stylistic matchups for himself. And of course at that event we saw the headlines that made all the news across all the MMA sites and online. was the little uh, verbal altercation between Dan Hardy and Herb Dean. And of course it was about uh, late stoppages as Dan said during the broadcast. That's twice now and uh, Herb deems something like quiet down and you know I can kind of see both points of view here honestly that Herb is just doing his job in there and uh, he didn't know if it was the athletic commission or anyone else telling him to stop the fight Um, someone that would have pulled like maybe a cornerman and Dan Hardy obviously former fighter himself knows all the damage you can do if you take let someone take a couple extra stops and Having watched the fight in question and the stoppage, I'd definitely say it was late stoppage. It could have been stopped as soon as that guy dropped, as he was out of it, man. He took about three extra hard shots on the ground that he didn't need to take, as the, the fight was already done. That guy wasn't getting up or intelligently defending himself. He was pretty much just laying there stiff, like he wasn't even really looking at the guy. So I'm going to have to side with Dan Hardy over Herb Dean on this one. Then the main event coming up this weekend between Edmund Shabazi and Derek Brunson. I'm looking at the card on bet 365, and I didn't pick too many of the fights. I think just three made a little parlay, and definitely picking Shabazi over Brunson. He's, he stopped, I think, 11 of his 12 last opponents in the first round. Uh, Brunson seems to be the middleweight that they give guys to... Um, as a, well, you know, you hate the term stepping stone, but, you know, (laughs) it is what it is, and I see Shabazzian getting a stoppage in that fight, probably within the first two or three rounds, and probably on the ground with some kind of submission. Derek Brunson's a beast of a wrestler, though, and he does have power in his hands, though, so an underdog bet with, like, a first round knockout or something like that could definitely earn you a little bit of Candy if you feel like taking the risk, but smart money's on Shabazzian, folks. In more MMA news, we've seen a recent interview between ESPN MMA, Brett Okamoto, and Cody Garbrandt uh, expressing some interest in a flyweight title fight with the newly crowned champ there, uh, Devin Figueiredo, who looked like an absolute beast over Joseph Benavides, of course, in that win at flyweight. Uh, Was it first or second round TKO? Anyways, he just put a whooping on that dude. And um, Garbrandt versus him is kind of an interesting matchup. Garbrandt's hands are so good. Imagine his power would translate even better to a lighter weight division if the weight cut didn't kill him. I mean, it looks like that guy gets pretty bone dry just to make 135, let alone 125. And we saw how that worked out for TJ Dillashaw trying to make that weight cut against um, Henry Cejudo. And he was so drained, he said that's why he was on the EPO, just to give him a little bit of energy. Uh, whether that's true or not, or however long he was taking that or not, I don't know. So I uh, can't speculate on that too much, but I don't know how much Figueroa cuts to make flyweight either. He looks like a really big 125er. I'd like to see uh, on paper how uh, the size difference between those two guys, but uh, a matchup between Garbrand and Figueiredo for the flyweight title is interesting, especially right now there's not a lot of name uh, value in the flyweight division. So I'm sure the UFC would definitely give that a consideration, throw those guys a little money and make it happen, make an interesting flyweight title fight here coming up. In boxing news, we've seen Errol Spence in the headlines, always being interviewing him, seeing what's up, as they're trying to make fights between those top contenders, but it's hard right now with no gate money. A lot of them aren't willing to take a pay cut, so uh, he's kind of teased fights with uh, Danny Garcia, which was expected to happen, and if he gets through that, he also expressed interest in Manny Pacquiao. Which is very interesting is Pacquiao just came off that dominated win against uh, Keith Thurman. So I think some of these guys are taking shots at Pacquiao because they think he's an old dog now. But he's still got tricks up his sleeve and he looked good against Thurman. He still got power. He dropped him. And uh, the power is the last thing to go in these old boxers. His ring craft is excellent. Uh, obviously he trains like a machine. Uh, hero of the Philippines. He's huge there country stops whenever he fights so he's got a lot on his shoulders that he's been carrying a long time so it'd be hard for me to pick against Pacquiao because he's he's been in the game so long I got so much respect for him he's had so many great uh fights over the years like Marquez and uh Mayweather and Cotto and Hatton and he's fought the who's who of the welterweight division and uh, how he'd match up against uh Errol Spencer or Danny Garcia, uh, Terence Crawford. I think uh, he'd surprise at least one of those guys with a win. Obviously, everyone is picking Keith Thurman to beat him, and see how that went. In baseball news, we don't talk a lot of baseball on the pod, but I had to mention this as I've seen the Astros getting pelted in their spring games against the uh, who was it, Los Angeles. Or uh, Kansas City, maybe. I don't know. There's the the team with the blue hats (laughs) and the white and blue jerseys. See how much I know about baseball here. But, hey, man, anytime you see a team that was cheating in the playoffs, especially cheating to win a championship, getting pelted, and bench-clearing brawls between two teams in baseball, that's when I'll talk a little baseball, man. I say I talk about football and fighting on the pod, and that's a fight, you know. It may be a little sloppy fight between (laughs) baseball players, but... And it's good to see them get a little heated about that. I don't think you should let it slide. Um obviously there's a lot of teams that cheat in minor ways that are getting away with it still that don't get talked about, but uh, you know, karma. Karma comes back around and then even in baseball, baby. In NFL news and football, we've seen all kinds of players opting out of their contracts recently including a couple of Ravens, our kick returner, we lost. And uh, I believe one of the defensive or offensive linemen as well. And a lot of star players on teams as well opting out. And it's, I think we'll see a couple more before the start of the season. I don't know if there's a date whether or not they have to do it by, but it's an interesting storyline because it's going to obviously affect some of the betting lines and uh, money lines, whether certain players are going to be active for their teams or not. I mean, the difference a star player makes in the NFL is uh, pretty big. I mean, you see some of the contracts that these guys get, and there's a big difference between, let's say, the top three or five players on the team make and what the rest of the team makes. There's a lot of minimum contracts compared to a couple big boy ones for you know your important quarterbacks and wide receivers and linemen and uh, they seem to be the ones getting the most money nowadays the occasional safety gets paid or defensive back but that's about it and um obviously we also saw i talked about it on the last podcast between the beef between jamal adams and the management and coaching of the jets and that's played out now where they've uh traded jamal adams to the seahawks and what a big boost for them on defense probably the best if not top three safety in the league right now and going on a team that was a playoff contender last year has kind of been a perennial playoff contender the last few years and it's going to make a big difference especially with them losing um, cam chancellor at safety a couple of years back and then earl thomas to the ravens last year i i think um yeah, this is a much-needed increase in uh, the defensive backfield for the Seahawks. And I like their chances next year in their division. Who do they play? Uh, the Packers. Uh, I don't know much about the NFC. I mostly follow the AFC North. But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely look now to pick the Seahawks in a couple more games. They just got better. And we've seen the NFL release their top 100 players from last year. Uh, a lot of people were surprised to see Lamar at number one and Pat Mahomes at number four as he was the Super Bowl winning quarterback. But I'd say overall play and uh just um the dynamic uh plays Lamar made and the uh uh what's the word for it here? The the difference that he made on the ground and in there, the diversity the I can't say diversity today the diversity of his game and uh, the run pass option that the Ravens ran last year worked all the way up till the playoff game against the Titans and um, I give them the lean there but Pat Mahomes ain't sweating it you know he just bought part of the Kansas City Royals the baseball team at 24 years old so He's feeling good, feeling great, probably ready for a protein shake. And I really doubt with how much he's getting paid in the contract extension that he got, that uh, he's sweating um, being number four on a list that's kind of decided by, you know, I'm sure the players might have voted him number one. I don't know who makes the vote for that NFL Top 100, but I'll take a closer look later at some of the other players. But it's nice to see a Raven on the list as number one. I, I wonder if that's ever happened in the time that they've been making these lists. or uh, if it, Yeah, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis should definitely be number one at one point. He's the best middle linebacker of all time, you know. You know, you know. And I guess we ran through the uh, topics pretty quick this week. But in the coming weeks, we're going to talk some more um, poker, some more football, some more fighting. We have all those... Uh, matchroom boxing events happening over the next couple of weeks leading up to the dillian white alexander Povetkin fight uh, got that uh british title fight between sam eggington and ted cheeseman um, there's a heavyweight fight happening between one of dillian White's sparring partners uh, what else is there coming up obviously the ufc fight will break down going on this weekend between shabazzian and brunson and that some other fights from that card. As well as about a, a UFC card every weekend for the next uh few weeks. So, there's lots to talk about as well as the start of the NBA tournament and the football season starting in September. I'm sure we'll see a couple moves leading up to that as teams try and fill a couple spots of these players who are opting out and um add to their depth chart in hopes of a Super Bowl season. So, Without further ado, you know, stay positive, keep that jab pumping, keep that wheel kick turning out there, you know, mix up the jab and the double leg like your GSP shooting for a takedown. And um, you know, be kind out there, people. Peace out. This is the L cast. Peace.